There are only four kinds of people in the world. Those who have been caregivers, those who are currently caregivers, those who will be caregivers, and those who will need a caregiver. Hello and welcome to episode 531 of Under the Cull of MS. This is going to be a little dementia episode, a neurological disorder episode talk about things like that and I just so happen to have a cat that wants to come up here so I gotta make a papuska a little basket with the blanket so I can put him on my chest and get him set up so he can fall asleep while I do the podcast yeah Mr. Lenny Kilmeiser Woke up from the nice, comfortable bed and had to jump up on me to fall back asleep. (laughs) All right. I'm going to take a swig of water quick here. My throat is dry. Take a swig if you got one. It's good for the body. Water is your key ingredient to keep your body going. Let's talk about some neurological disorders like dementia, Alzheimer's, memory disorders. It's like basically memory loss is not a normal, inevitable part of the aging process and is reason for concern. Memory loss may be so gradual that it goes unnoticed in the beginning. Family members are often the first to sense that something is wrong. This is the time when detection and intervention are most valuable. There's several types of memory loss. I'm going to go over some that they have listed here. Like age-related memory impairment, where you feel like your memory is slipping or thinking ability is getting worse. But you have age-appropriate performance on standard cognitive testing. Lemmy's well, I mean, pushing my microphone hand. He's like, get that thing out of my face. I think he's going to sleep. <laughs> Purrasaurus. Uh, you can hear him purring. He's pushing on the microphone while he's purring. Uh, there's my, mild cognitive impairment. This is a stage between the expected cognitive cognitive decline of normal aging and the more serious decline of dementia. It can involve problems with memory, language, and judgment that are greater than normal age-related changes, but do not interfere with your day-to-day activities. Still get around, your brain doesn't work well. There's Alzheimer's disease which is a progressive mental deterioration can occur in the middle or old age and is due to a specific pathological degeneration of the brain in a specific pattern. It is the most common cause of dementia and often accounts for the outdated term of senility. There's posterior cortical atrophy also called Benson's syndrome. This form of dementia is usually an atypical variant of Alzheimer's disease 
The disease generally causes atrophy of the back of the cerebral cortex, resulting in a progressive disruption of complex visual processing. There's limbic predominant age-related TDP-43 encephalopathy, also known as late. This newly recognized but very common form of dementia in people over 80 mimics the usual symptoms of Alzheimer's disease, but results from a different protein buildup in the brain. Many patients formally diagnosed on clinical basis with Alzheimer's disease may actually have late. As of 2019, physicians have not settled on the diagnostic criteria for late. So they might have something by now, but you'll have to research to find out. This is information from my main hospital, Freighter that I am part of the Freighter Group, Freighter and Medical College of Wisconsin. There is also frontotemporal dementia, FTD, or frontotemporal lobar degeneration. This diverse group of uncommon disorders primarily affects the frontal and temporal lobes of the brain. The area is generally associated with personality, behavior, and language. This is the main one that I'm dealing with right now. That with the person that I am a caretaker for. There's primary progressive aphasia, PPA. This neurological syndrome affects language capabilities as they become slowly and progressively impaired. Unlike other forms of aphasia that result from stroke or brain injury, PPA is caused by neurodegenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's diseases or FTD. Uh, I can see, yeah, I can see, almost honestly, my father might have had that after his stroke, but because he did show some forms of Alzheimer towards the end, but then the stroke is what pretty much wiped him out because he had multiple strokes over the years. There's Cotacobasal syndrome. This rare progressive neurological disorder is characterized by cell loss and deterioration of specific areas of the brain. Initial symptoms include motor abnormalities in one limb that eventually spread to affect all the arms and legs. There's progressive supranuclear palsy or Steele-Richardson-Alzewski syndrome. Patients with this uncommon brain disorder experience serious problems with walking, balance, and eye movement, movements. This disorder results from the deterioration of cells in areas of the brain that control body movements and thinking. There's Lewy body, de, de, Lewy body dementia, that's L-E-W-Y. The second most common types of progressive dementia after Alzheimer's disease is caused by protein deposits called Lewy bodies that develop in the nerve cells of the brain regions that involve thinking, memory, and movement, 
motor control. There's normal pressure hydrocephalus, where cerebrospinal fluid accumulates and causes the ventricles in the brain to enlarge, sometimes with little or no increase in intracranial pressure. And then there's vascular cognitive impairment or vascular dementia. Impaired blood flow to the brain causes problems with reasoning, planning, judgment, memory, and other thought processes. You can develop this form of dementia after a stroke blocks an artery in your brain or with gradually progressive hardening of the arteries that can occur silently without obvious stroke-like syndromes. But yeah, there's a little list of different styles so you can try and maybe pinpoint if you're dealing with early stages of Alzheimer's or dementia with someone that, that you know or love and you're trying to understand what they're going through and you might be able to pinpoint it down to something like that if you look at the key aspects of what you're dealing with. It's a, I've been a live-in caretaker for three years now for someone with FTD. And it's, it's a struggle. You got to try and try and understand things and make things as less stressful as possible, (laughs) which can be tough. It's like an example is get up in the morning you're waiting for them to get up and you don't know what the day is going to bring what kind of attitude is going to be there with it there's going to be sickness tiredness crabbiness what's going to happen but like sleep for 15 hours which isn't really sleep you can hear the movement constantly every half hour uh and then get up have a little bit of breakfast and then say that you're body's sore and you're gonna go lay down and take a nap it's like i throw out a little bit of water a little bit of exercise or movement might be more what your body needs and instantly well i'm not gonna talk anymore because i can't say nothing without getting yelled at so i didn't yell i just gave a suggestion that the body is made up mostly of water and that's what it craves and when you drink tea all day or soda or who knows what and i never see that glass of water in your hand then i know for a fact your body pains are because it's lacking water it's dehydrated and when i give a suggestion that a little water and a little physical exercise might make the body feel better You don't turn around and be an asshole about it. You say, okay, maybe I'll try that. I started printing things out because verbally, if I say something, it's apparently always wrong. Uh, Or it's negative. Or they're being yelled at. But I'm giving suggestions. Suggestions that could make your life feel better. You have a pain on your body, I give you an ointment few hours later you got a pain on your body you already forgot that i gave you an ointment for it so i gotta give you another one 
got a headache. I give you an aspirin. Next day, I got a headache. I don't know where they are. I don't have no aspirin. You guys got them? No, I just gave you two big bottles of them. And it's like <laughs> everything's there, but the brain isn't. So it doesn't recollect anything that you do. And it's kind of hard. I mean, you take a lot of things personally. I know that I'm the black sheep of the family. I know I'm the accident of the family because all four kids were born in a group. And then when they built their dream home, they screwed around and got knocked up eight years after my brother, who was the, was the youngest at the time, but now I'm the youngest. I've been told many a times <laughs> that I was an accident. Uh, and then I got swapped at the hospital with another kid and all that other shit. But yet, I'm the one that came back to try and give comfort, keep someone in their home as long as they can, try and let them enjoy life. But when they have dementia, it ruins that part of their life. It can take that part away from, from the person. And that's the sad part. It's like, person I'm taking care of ran two big companies top in her field in Avon Golden Pride Raleigh products that you had to go house to house and talk to people and so once the brain stopped letting them recognize their customers and who they are instead of turning your life to a different aspect and just saying to people my brain's not as good as it used to be, and I can't remember everybody's names and stuff anymore. I recognize your face, but I can't put a name with it. Instead, they get mad, get disappointed. My brain don't work. My life is over. It's like, no, you're not on a single prescription medication. You can physically move on your own. You can walk. You can talk. You can socialize. You can go outside, you can do things, but something like that's going to turn your whole world to shit because you can't remember a person's name. It's like quitting the companies. I mentioned the year <clears throat> a few months before this all happened that it's time to let the companies go. Oh, no, no, no. Doing that till I die. All of a sudden, three months later, they decided to do it. And that's good. They should They should be the ones to decide to stop whatever they're going to. Something from their past. And that way, you don't get blamed for it over and over. Whereas, like, their car. I, I mentioned that it's time to stop driving. They decided to do it all of a sudden one day. But because I suggested it, it always came back that, oh, they took my car away. I can't, I can't do nothing. It's like, you can go anywhere you want. We'll take you. But there's no reason to be on the road where something could happen. <clears throat> Why put other people's lives at risk just to drive a couple miles a week? And that's just dumb. So there's things like that that you have to struggle with when you're trying to, when you're at that point of life and you got to stop them from doing certain things and it can 
be hard. It's hard on them. It's hard in their brain. But when I can continually suggest things and say things and they go in one ear and out the other and all of a sudden everything I say or do is negative, apparently, they turn it upside down. It's just, it can, it's hard to try and get a point across. You want them to be happy, but yet they're not. And they never will be. And it's just the more that, the more of the brain that rots away, the more of the memories and the person that they were disappears. And that's the sad part of dementia and Alzheimer's, things like that. It's the amyloid buildup maybe behind your memory and thinking issues. Amyloid is a protein that your body produces naturally. This protein can clump together and create amyloid plaques. The excessive buildup of amyloid plaques in the brain may be associated with memory and thinking issues. That's something else that can be a major, major contribution to the start of the issues. It's like dementia is the loss of cognitive functioning, thinking, remembering, and reasoning to such an extent that it interferes with a person's daily life and activities. Sorry, I just got a really dry, raspy throat today. I got to take another drink. I haven't been getting enough water myself lately. That's one thing. If you're a caregiver, make sure you take care of yourself too. I know I haven't been lately, so I'm way behind. But it's like try, try and get those moments. <clears throat> Hopefully, you can get some relief, some breaks once in a while, and still live your life a little bit. Because honestly, once you start. Pretty much devours and takes over every part of your life and everything you try and do you have to consider them in it and think about whether or not it's affecting anything or when we go away for three four hours one day a month to run errands and you come home and they're sitting there crying thinking that you got in a car accident or dead and whole world's going to crap and <laughs> no we went and ran some errands and decided to see a movie and decided to sit down as a couple for a couple hours one day every few months just to <laughs> maybe have a meal with a friend or something like that and the other four siblings Spend a couple hours a month or every six months or four months or three months with them and you're with them 24-7. So it can destroy relationships. It can destroy a lot of things. And it's sad because you have your life, you have your things you love, and they hate everything about it. They hate you. They hate your stuff they and it can just destroy 
your relationships with your loved ones. And it sucks, but thankfully I have a wife, a wife that stands by me no matter what. She'll struggle through it, and as soon as she's having too much stress because of it, then we disappear. That's just the way it is. I'm not going to sit there and destroy our relationship because someone hates us that much and just doesn't want to listen to anything we have to say. But yet, we're the ones doing it, so it's hard when you're trying to trying to all get along in a small environment, and it's just you're looked upon like an invader, a destroyer, an evildoer, an enemy. <laughs> you're just trying to help them. <laughs> it's like, really? You gotta really sit there and think that I'm trying to hurt you or trying to argue with you when I'm trying to give suggestions for good things. I don't understand why why the brain does that, but it does. I get it that those, the good parts of the brain are being eaten away. So those parts, the happiness parts, the family relatedness parts and stuff like that seem to be some of the first things that go, which sucks. But some people with dementia cannot control their emotions and their personalities may change. Dementia ranges in severity from the mildest stage, when it is just beginning to affect a person's functioning, to the most severe stage, when the person must depend completely on others for basic activities of daily life, such as feeding oneself. Dementia affects millions of people and is more common as people grow older. Also, with diseases like multiple sclerosis, like I have. If we have Alzheimer's or dementia in our family, it will affect us at an earlier stage. We can see stuff affecting us in our 40s and 50s, whereas usually it waits till the 70s, 80s. But thanks to having a damaged brain already from multiple sclerosis and knowing that on my mother's side, at least. My father's side, I, ain't th- I don't think... Well, Grandma got a little bit in the end. But up until then, she was pretty sharp. And Grandpa died. I think he died of a stroke. but And he was good up until then. But yeah, so... I got it on one side, so that means that I'm at higher risk. And I can completely see it with my cognitive... Issues from multiple sclerosis, I can see that it's going to be a a strain on my life in the future. And I keep telling my wife, if there's anything we can do, just to try and make it better once it starts. Because she's going to have to deal with it. Uh, Hopefully we can, but it's all a crapshoot. You never know what's going to happen until it happens. About one-third of all people age 85 or older may have some form of dementia, but it is not a normal part of aging. Many people live into their 90s and beyond without any signs of dementia. I had friends that were in their 
mid nineties, sharp as a sharp as a stick, and it just their brains are better than mine. <laughs> they could remember things from eighty years ago and stuff, no problem. It's just a bummer when the brain starts to deteriorate. Signs and symptoms of dementia result when once healthy neurons, nerve cells in the brain stop working, lose connections with other brain cells, and die. While everyone loses some neurons as they age, people with dementia experience far greater loss. The signs and symptoms can vary depending on the type and may include experiencing memory loss, poor judgment, and confusion, difficulty speaking, understanding and expressing thoughts or reading and writing, wandering and getting lost in a familiar neighborhood, trouble handling money responsibly and paying bills, repeating questions, using unusual words to refer to familiar objects, taking longer to complete normal daily tasks, losing interest in normal daily activities or events, hallucinating or experiencing delusions or paranoia, acting impulsively, not caring about other people's feelings, losing balance and problems with movements. It's like I can relate to so many of those at the current moment. I mean, the memory loss, the poor judgment, the confusion, difficulty speaking, expressing thoughts, even doing like little word search games, not knowing that each page has its own set of words instead of taking the one word and going through the whole book looking for that word. It's like doing a scratch off a scratch ticket, which they used to do the little gambling scratch tickets all the time. And not understanding how to scratch them and not completing them fully when they do scratch them. It's higher when they get into those bigger ones with all the stupid numbers and letters and all that. That can be confusing even to me. (laughs) Just wandering around and seeing things that you're used to seeing and being like, well, that's different. That's new. Why is that there? Repeating over and over and over and over and over and over and over. That can happen every five seconds, every five minutes, every five hours. Doesn't matter. Just over and over. Uh, Looking at familiar things from the past and not realizing what they are. Uh, No interest. Losing interest in everything. And it sucks because socialization is one of the biggest things for the brain. I'd say the three key items to live in a happy, healthy life to some extent is water. A little physical exercise and socialization. Those are the three key things to keeping your life at its best. If you're not going to drink water, if you're not going to do a little bit of exercise, 
and you're not going to socialize and talk to people, then your brain's going to shut down. It's going to dry up because it doesn't have water in it. Tea isn't going to make it better. Soda's not going to make it better. Coffee's not going to make your brain better. Water is what your brain floats in. It lives on water. (laughs) So if you don't have that, your brain's going to dry up and die. If you aren't getting a little exercise to keep that blood flowing correctly instead of clotting up and drying up, then the body's not going to move anymore. The body's going to get sore and stiffer and work less for you since you're doing less for it. And socialization. You have to talk to a variety of different people. You need that. <clears throat> if you get out once once a month to play cards and you complain about it every month, that's not a good thing. That's not going to help your brain at all. You got to do that socialization once in a while. But you can't sit there and complain, well, I can't remember the person. Who cares? They know you. They love you for who you are. They don't give a shit if you know their name or not. As long as you can say you remember their face or something, they're still happy. And there's a lot of names out there. You don't have to remember them all. I'm running out of time for this first half, so I'm going to stop it here, and I'll get back with the second half right after this. All right, let's get back to it. Uh, Some more things. And we just ran down that list, and I'm just recapping that list, thinking of some of the things that I deal with, like with trouble handling money and responsibility and paying bills. And just got to the point where things were getting written in a checkbook two, three times, Things weren't getting put in there. Numbers were all wrong. Things were put in the wrong spots on the checks. And that's when it finally took over that. Try and ease that part of it. Make it simpler. And it's not like there's that much to be done. I can't at least keep track of it. Help out with things along the way. And make sure things are taken care of that need to be taken care of. Uh, So you got to watch for that moment. There's not much you can do about the repeating. And you just got to try and not get mad about it, which is hard sometimes, but it just can be so repetitive. It burns you out. And when you answer the question and two seconds later, you're answering it again. It's like, really? The brain doesn't comprehend anything that comes out of my mouth? You would think the brain would at least relate to it for a little while. Sadly, it doesn't. Uh, tasks taking longer because of the confusion. It's, that's an issue. The no interest with any activities or events or seeing people. And it's sad when a couple people stop over. They act all nice and Tell everybody that they feel wonderful, never have any problems, everything's great. And as soon as the person walks out the door, well, they never have to come here again. <laughs> Comments like that. It's like, really? It's your family. <laughs> it's like, uh, 
it's just, yeah, it's hard to, or if it's like a sister or a daughter, you don't remember. It's like, who is that? And it's like, oh man, really? That we're hitting that phase now? And it's like, <laughs> I don't know how to address it yet. I've, over the three years of doing this, I have learned a lot, but it's not something that just falls in your lap. I don't know if there, I haven't seen a book out there that fully describes it or explains what to do with it. You just kind of got to work with it and you got to try not to stress and anger yourself because it's just tearing your body down and making your body worse while you're trying to help them. And that can just put so much more problems on your lap. And that's why you do need that, those me moments for you, which I thought, yeah, I, and I, people have good intentions. They act like it. I've been told by siblings over and over. We're here for you. We're going to come and do this. We're going to come and do that. I'm here now. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It never happens. It's like, quit trying to get my hopes up. Quit telling me things that you're not going to do. I'd rather you just not say it. And I've asked for so many things from people that to this day they still don't follow. It's like, if you're going to do something with the person, don't tell the person. Tell me. And then a half hour before you're going to be there, or an hour before you're going to be there, I would let them know and get them ready. But when you tell them two weeks ahead of time, if you look at the calendar many times a day, talk about it, stress over it and then an example is every Sunday my brother picks her up and takes her to church but for some reason she'll get up at 1 in the morning when she doesn't need to get up till 7 in the morning and she'll be dressed, shoes, purse jacket, ready to go sitting in the dark waiting it's like, go back to bed. You're going to be dead tired by the time he gets here. You're sitting there not eating, not drinking water. Because you don't want to have to go to the bathroom when you're there. So your body is just screaming out in pain for these things. And you're ignoring the body for that when it would be better to be asleep than to be sitting there waiting and waiting, and waiting, and waiting for six, eight hours before you need to go somewhere. Stressing about it the whole night before is just tearing the body down worse and making the dementia worse. So it has no good things for the body. That's why I tell people to contact us Tell us, and then we'll set it up. But three years in, 
not a single one of them listen to me <laughs> and do that. Instead, they make plans two, three weeks ahead of time, and then I got to deal with it every day up until that point. And then, I mean, a most recent one, completely ready to go for Ash Wednesday. Dressed, ready to go. I said, go back to bed. You got at least four hours before you need to get up, and then an hour after that, you'll be getting picked up. So go back to bed and get some sleep. I get yelled at because apparently I'm yelling at her because I'm saying that. I'm like, no, I'm trying to make your body feel better by getting you to go upstairs, go to bed. You have a clock next to your bed. Apparently you can't read time anymore. The brain doesn't understand time anymore, which I've seen those moments are confused. It's like when the clock hits 12, is that the next day? No, that's noon. It's like things like that will happen. But sitting up stressing over it just tears the body apart. And so, yeah, come time for them to actually get ready. Then they call the person and say, I'm not going because I'm sick. You weren't sick three hours ago when you were sitting up ready to go. But now you're sick because you sat there stressing about it all night long. And if they don't know until the day when it's happening, then it doesn't stress the body out the whole time. Why I can't get people to understand that is beyond me. And then event-wise, it's like, all right, to take them to something with a few people. But when you sit there... And take them to an event where there's tons of animals, kids, noise, all that. It messes with the brain. So you don't need to take them to big events like that. But you don't have to turn around and not take them to a smaller event. When you sit there and say, okay, we're not going to take her to the family thing. Because this holiday, it's just going to be too many people, too much stress. Why don't you, meaning me make a dinner and we'll just have a few people over for that so, okay so i'm looking forward to the holiday to have a break for a few hours and instead now with my multiple scrolls and stuff now i'm putting out a full meal doing prep work the day before plus doing the whole meal day of spending like six hours cooking prepping all that shit and then i'm beat and then by the time they leave, the person with dementia's brain is already done for for the day. So all of a sudden I got to deal with all those issues that are amped up because of this activity from the day. And it's like, okay, yay for me. But <laughs> you got to look at that point. It's like, I've been trying to get a family meeting for two years. That hasn't been happening because two two moved up north. They were far away and never got the group all together at once. Now we got an opportunity to get everybody together and we're still dealing with issues. Or someone's sick or something like that or they're going on vacation or they got child, children and things they got to take care of and stuff. Like, all right, fine. I have a meeting where I said i don't understand because i grew up in a family where we're all very close 
all very happy, all help each other out. My childhood and me and my cousin would every Saturday, no matter what we had going on, we went to grandpa and grandma's house on my dad's side, mowed the lawn, trimmed the trees, took care of all that stuff every week. Me and my cousin. I make a comment that ever since dad passed, I never see any of the grandchildren come visit grandma. Why couldn't the kids, if every one of the kids took one one Saturday or Sunday or whatever day a year, the main grandkids, not the great-grandkids, they can bring the great-grandkids with them to help or whatever, but one day a year during the summer, they pick each one of them that they just stop, let the great-grandkids or whatever spend time with grandma while they do some yard work for her, get some things done that stresses her out. Because no matter what, she will go and work on things that don't need to be done because it's in her mind. But if they came, did it a little bit, and got it out of the way, one day a year to see your grandmother? Mind you, three years, I can name 80% of the children that have not seen their grandmother said dad passed so it's like i bring that up and my brother-in-law's like you have no opinion about that you don't have kids you have no right to say that you you have no idea what it's like to raise kids what you rub your wiener and your girlfriend for two minutes and went and then went and got a freaking job and ignored your kids the rest of life and they got a divorce and that makes me someone that doesn't understand kids when I sat there, helped raised, lived in and helped raise five kids for a couple of years. I lived with a woman in Montana, which we had three boys that we raised. I... Even in high school, I had a girlfriend of mine that she got pregnant at 14 and had a daughter. I helped raise her daughter throughout high school. I mean, he's, I have more childhood experience. I mean, just because you're dealing with kids now that are adults that may have kids of their own, that doesn't make you a professional. But when you come from a family that's that close, you should at least spend time as a unit and help each other out once in a while. But apparently I don't have a right to say anything about it because I didn't birth a child and ignore it most of my life and then start caring about the kids once they're adults and have their own kids. I mean, it's just, I disagree with that 100%. But what am I going to do? I just, I know I'm taking care of things and I just get treated more and more like I don't know what the hell I'm doing and I get ignored constantly when I ask for things. I asked, I thought it would be a good idea. Me and my wife mentioned it over two years ago that 
uh, antidepressants would be excellent. And try and get that brain in a happy spot and get away from the negativity a little bit. No, no, don't do nothing. I can't go to the doctor with her because anything I say to the doctor in front of her is going to be wrong. You're going to be sick up until that day. And as soon as they walk through that door by the doctor, oh, I feel wonderful. I'm 100%. I never have problems. And it's like, oh, if I could just videotape everything. (laughs) But yeah. I try and document as much as possible and tell people things. But like, like with the person themselves, it just goes in one ear and out the other, it seems like. Dementia is the result of changes in certain brain regions that cause neurons, nerves. Okay, we went through that already. We went through the different types of dementia. So, yeah, we don't need to talk about that anymore. Some cognitive changes or memory loss, which is usually noticed by someone else. Yeah, you definitely notice that right away. Difficulty communicating or finding words. It's a all-day struggle. So like I said, you never know what's going to happen in that morning. That's the first part of the day you have to worry about. It's like I fear it. I hate it. I don't know what I'm going to get. Could be happy, could be crabby, could be pajama person, could be dressed up person, could be wanting to go and get something from the store person, but you never know. But I'd say the majority of it's negative negativity anyways. Uh, difficulty with visual and spatial abilities such as getting lost while driving, difficulty reasoning or problem solving. And when you're seeing things dancing outside your windows, angels dancing, children's playing, uh, spaceships, lights, could just be visual issues combined with dementia. I don't know what sets it off or what makes those things appear in the brain. And looking up at three deer that are plaster deer and then all of a sudden seeing three deer running through the yard, stuff like that. It's like little things stick in the brain and make them more imagined, over-exasperate, ex- overly express them. Uh, difficulty handling complex tasks, difficulty with planning and organizing, difficulty with coordination and motor functions, and falling, dizziness, tripping, one thing is I noticed a lot of people like to get up really fast. It's like take your time standing and stand there for a second. Don't just jump up and start going off and doing things. So as soon as you get up, your blood flow is going to affect the brain. It's going to make you a little lightheaded. And then you go walking right away, and that's going to make you drop to the ground or fall down or hurt yourself. And you got to watch out for, and there's counter, counter edges and all that stuff that you got to worry about. Uh, difficulty with visual and spatial abilities, such as getting lost. Well, yeah, we talked about that. Difficulty with planning and organizing. 
difficulty with coordination and motor function, confusion and disorientation, not knowing who people are, not knowing where you are, what you are, who you are, what, who your siblings are, and all that. I mean, she came from a family of 12, so, but not remembering them that they're your sisters and brothers is sad, and not remembering your own children, that can be hard. Psychological changes, like personality changes, oh, big time. And like I said, every morning, it's a crapshoot. Depression, anxiety, inappropriate behavior, paranoia, agitation, hallucinations. Uh, you should see your doctor if you or a loved one has memory problems or other dementia symptoms. Some treatable medical conditions can cause dementia symptoms, so it's important to determine the cause. They do have, they can do brain scans and stuff like that, which can help with like FTD and stuff. If you, they can see like the, if the tips of the brain stems and stuff are all drying up, you can tell that the dementia's starting and it kind of like seems like it takes away the newer memories first and takes you closer and closer to your childhood because you start to remember those things and then you focus on those and you forget about the newer things that you used to memorize dementia is caused by damage to or loss of nerve cells and their connections in the brain depending on the area of the brain that's damaged Dementia can affect people differently and cause different symptoms. Dementias are often grouped by what they have in common, such as the protein or proteins deposited in the brain or the part of the brain that's affected. <coughs> Some diseases look like dementias, such as those caused by reaction to medications or vitamin deficiencies, and they might improve with treatment. Uh, your progressive dementias are Alzheimer's disease, vascular dementia, Lewy body dementia, frontotemporal dementia, mixed dementia, which autopsy studies of the brain of people 80 and older who had dementia indicate that many had a combination of several causes, such as Alzheimer's disease, vascular dementia, and Lewy body dementia. Studies are ongoing to determine how having mixed dementia affects symptoms and treatments. Other disorders linked to dementia are Huntington's disease, traumatic brain injury, TBI, Kreutzfeldt-Jacob disease, and Parkinson's disease. I think you should... I think MS should also be included on that list. Uh, Dementia-like conditions that can be reversed are infections and immune disorders, metabolic problems, and endocrine abnormalities, uh, like problems absorbing vitamin B12 can develop dementia-like symptoms or other personality changes, nutritional deficiencies, not drinking enough fluids, dehydration, not getting enough thiamine B1, it's like a B-complex is a good way to go. I was doing B12, 
and now I went to the B complex because I know there, there's other beneficial vitamins in there for me, like B1, which is common in people with chronic alcoholism, the thiamine thing, not getting enough thiamine, and not getting enough vitamins B6 and B12 in your diet can cause dementia-like symptoms. Copper and vitamin E deficiencies also can cause dementia symptoms. Uh, medication side effects, subdural hematomas, brain tumors, normal pressure hydrocephalus. Uh, some risk factors that can't be changed are age, family history, and Down syndrome. Risk factors you can change are diet and exercise, excessive alcohol use, cardiovascular risk factors, which include high blood pressure, hypertension, high cholesterol, buildup of fats in your artery walls, atherosclerosis, and obesity, depression, diabetes, smoking, air pollution, head trauma, sleep disturbances, vitamin and nutritional deficiencies. So your B vitamins and your vitamin D are key ones to get into you. Vitamin E, if you're, and you want to check your levels with your doctors, your medical staff, and see what, what you're low on and stuff, if you can, with your blood test, your annual wellness exam. Medications that can worsen memory. Uh, dementia can affect many body symptom systems and therefore the ability to function. It can lead to poor nutrition. Many people with dementia eventually reduce or stop eating, affecting their nutrition intake. Ultimately, they may be able to chew and swallow or may be unable to chew and swallow. Pneumonia, difficulty swallowing, increases the risk of choking or aspirating food into the lungs, which can block breathing and cause pneumonia. Inability to perform self-care tasks as dementia progresses. It can interfere with bathing, dressing, brushing hair or teeth, using the toilet independently and taking medications as directed. Personal safety challenges, some day-to-day -day situations can present safety issues for people with dementia, including driving, cooking, and walking, and living alone. Death, late-stage dementia, results in coma and death, often from infection. Things you can do to help prevent it as long as possible, keep your mind active. There's books, there's puzzles, there's sewing, there's knitting, there's writing, there's reading. And there's so many things you can do to keep that mind firing, playing games. <clears throat> Which is good if the grandchildren show up and play a game with grandma once in a while. We have one that does. But be physically and socially active. Gotta talk to people and keep that brain going. Quit smoking. Get enough vitamins. Manage your cardiovascular risk factors. Treat your health conditions. Maintain a healthy diet. And with the health conditions too, I mean, UTIs can be very common in older people. Especially if they're not getting enough water and they're not flushing their system. Uh, get good quality sleep. 
And if you got a UTI, you're up every 15 minutes to a half hour peeing. You're not getting good sleep because your body, your sleep is interrupted constantly. Treat hearing problems. And there's just so many things you can do to try and make life with it better. And to live as long as possible. But we can only do so much. And if they don't want to do it, you can't fight them with it. You got to let them decide to an extent. But if it gets to a point where they're not going to do any of it, then you have to put them in a home and then they're forced to do it. And it's like, would you rather just sit in your environment, be as happy as you can, and drink some water? Do a little bit of physical activity and socialize once in a while without getting pissy about it. Without saying, oh, I do do this. I do do that. No, just do it. You don't have to tell me you do it. Do it. I want to see it. I don't want to spend the whole week just seeing you walk around with a cup of tea or a can of soda. I want to actually see that glass of water in your hand. The one thing I ask, I only do dinner. I make dinner every night. As long as she can keep making her oats in the morning or a bowl of cereal, she can have that. Her lunch consists of usually a graham cracker with peanut butter on it. And then whatever else she decides to snack on throughout the day. But dinner time, I expect to sit down and have a good dinner. A dinner that consists of protein, vegetables, maybe some fruit. And I want that fucking glass of water at the dinner table and I want that glass of water drink. When you're sitting there putting food in your mouth and you're coughing and choking, it's because there's food in your esophagus that needs water to push it down. So take a damn sip of water and quit arguing with me and telling me that you have. Just do it. And I can see it. And then I'm at least happy that you get some water in your system every day. Uh, You should have a water with every meal, a glass of water with every meal, and one glass of water in between each meal, every day. And if you're peeing a lot, it's because you have a urinary tract infection, more than likely, and not because you're drinking too much water. If you're drinking enough water, you won't pee as much because your body will regulate itself and be happy. But yeah, dementia sucks. Not much we can do about it. There is no cure that we know of yet just things you can do to prevent it as long as possible and to help it along the way but if you don't do those things then you can't complain because it's going to get worse and worse and worse but yeah think about your caretakers we go through a lot give us a break once in a while you could definitely use it i know i aged about 10 extra years in the last three so I'm out of time, so be good to yourself, be good to everybody else, kick the shit out of monster, keep following under the call of MS, and we will get back to you with more stuff soon. Take care. Bye.